Liberal government is legislating a three-year delay to its controversial plan to expand eligibility for assisted dying to include those whose sole underlying condition is a mental illness. Now, Health Minister Mark Holland uh, introduced legislation this morning uh, that would postpone the change until March 17, 2027, just over six weeks before the expansion was scheduled to take effect. Nearly all provinces and territories asked the federal government for an indefinite pause on the expansion in a letter this week following the release of the committee report. Joining me now to talk about the issue is Alex Muir, Chair of Dying with Dignity Canada's Metro Vancouver chapter. Alex, thank you for joining us today. Good to be here. Your thoughts on the Liberal government uh, uh, tabling legislation to delay the expansion of MAID. Is this a question where you believe it is temporary, or do you think this is a government walking away because of the challenges before them? Um, I think by pushing it out so far, they are, they are basically walking away from it. Um, you know, if you, if you look at, at the evolution of this whole thing, um, back in 2021, under Bill C-7, they said, okay, we're going to offer this to people with mental disorders, but we need a couple of years to, to get everything, you know, lined up and the, the processes in place. And then the 2023 deadline approached, and they said, no, we're not ready, pushed it out a year, and now they're pushing it out three more years. So we're talking, we're talking six years in total. And so you've got people out there who are living with treatment-resistant mental disorders who've been patiently waiting all this time. And so we share their frustration, um, you know, of the continued exclusion and stigmatization uh, based on a diagnosis, which, by the way, is a clear breach of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. And I think that's why the government's not clearly saying they're blocking it, because they know that it's unconstitutional. So they, what they do instead is they just push it down the road. Hmm. Uh, what would you say to Canadians who are listening to us uh, that are hesitant uh, in regards to heading in this direction as a country? Well, I think I think part of the challenge is getting people to understand who is specifically targeted with this legislation. The vast majority of people with mental disorders will not qualify for me. We think it's going to be a very small number of people that will qualify and that's what we've seen in other countries that have this. Um, Belgium has had, uh, you know, access to assisted dying to people with what they call psychiatric uh, disorders since 2002. And in a 20-year period, only 1.4% uh, of the total number of those cases were due to um, psychiatric disorders. So, you know, we think it's going to be a very small number here as well. So if people that have been suffering for years or decades who've tried all the, all the recommended treatments, nothing's, nothing's worked for them. And so to say to them, um, you, know, you, you know, we just haven't found the right solution for you, we think is cruel. And so they should be allowed at some point to say, um, I've had enough. Mm-hmm. Do you think you have public opinion on your side? I think of when a maid was originally introduced, um, there was a lot of controversy around it, conversation. Um, and, and things have moved forward since then. Uh, but do you think partially this is about uh, the public sentiment or perhaps a lack of discourse, discussion, education with the Canadian public on, regarding this particular piece of legislation? I think that's part of the problem. I mean, you read, like, for example, you, read, you, you hear the statistics saying only 38% of Canadians support this, but what that was based on was a survey that was done last year commissioned by a which is a Christian think tank, and the question posed to Canadians was, 
you know, do you think that assisted dying should be available to people with mental disorders? And the answer, you know, was low. And, you know, with no context provided. And I think if I were asked that question, not knowing the actual made legislation, I would also say no, because, because most people with mental disorders um, should not qualify and will not qualify. Um, but when, when you survey, the survey that we did through Ipsos last year, said, should it be available to people with what I just described, people who have been suffering for a long time, they've tried the treatments, and nothing has worked, 80% um, of Canadians said, yes, those people should. And so it's really important how you ask the question. And I think that's, part, that's the problem here, is I think there's a lack of understanding on who the legislation is actually aimed at. And, and, it, and that, it doesn't help, though, when you've got, uh, you get politics in the way of it as well. And, and, then, and then the media also doesn't, you know, don't, a lot of media, they don't understand it either. And so the, the right information doesn't get out there for people to really understand what's behind the legislation. Uh, Justice Minister Arif Farani said that the obviously healthcare is a, a provincial responsibility, as we know, uh, but he has stated that the province have indica- provinces have indicated they are not prepared to proceed, um, and they were trying to be prudent as a federal government uh, to to delay this. What do you say to that uh, that argument? Well, I mean, it, this this comes from it comes back to the the, um, the report that was issued by the parliamentary subcommittee. So they were reconvened in October and said, "Are we ready?" So. They called in uh, 21 witnesses, and of those 21 witnesses, only 15 had knowledge of, you know, were qualified to say whether or not the system was ready. And and 12 of the 15 said, yes, we are ready. But what what the what the report focused on instead were were this dissenting views and also all the other issues that are out there. And specifically, and this is in the report, they talk about ongoing concerns, which is. Um, you know, assessing irremediability. Irremedi- irremedi- so psychiatrists are, are hugely divided on this. A lot of psychiatrists think that you can never say that a mental disorder is irremediable. There is a solution out there. Although we think it's, it's unfair to apply that to people who've already tried all the treatments that have been recommended. And then there's the issue about distinguishing suicidality from an actual request. So all, all these issues kind of get... It, are kind of driving a lot of, of this deferral. And it was interesting. I, um, I was watching a doctor uh, on the news this morning. They were asking him his thoughts on this deferral. And he said uh, uh, he, it was a good idea, deferring, we're not ready. But, and then they asked him point blank. They said, do you think Canada will ever be ready? And he said, no. So, so that, I think, is what is driving a lot of this, is that there's a lot of unease in the medical system about whether this should be offered at all, and that is what's, and it, so it's not really a, it's not really a readiness issue. It's whether or not they're willing to address some of these, um, you know, some of these issues that are quite contentious and which have become quite political. Uh, so, what does this mean for you and your organization? Is this now uh, a new, uh, new campaign for you to educate the public, to lobby government? What, 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 what do you think are the next steps for for those who want to see this implemented? Yes, we'll, con- we'll continue to lobby and educate. Um, I, you know, I will not be surprised if we see a court challenge. Now, now, that, now that the government has pushed it out so far, um, th- I think that, that someone will come forward and say this just isn't right and there'll be a constitutional challenge. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping if that happens that, um, 
that, that we would support it, but that's really a decision for our board of directors if that happens. Alex, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you.